What is up, everybody? It looks like I'm doing the cold open, which we clearly discussed before we hit record. <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Today, we got things to discuss. Georgia's hired a couple of new uh, analysts, offensive analysts. Daniel, what if yeah. I was to ask you okay. the pedigree of those analysts? Well, one of them um, is a former um, playoff college football playoff coordinator, and the other is a four-time Sun Belt champion. Oh no, right. Billy! We Billy. coming for your title, Billy? Sun Belt Billy, we got one too. Um, uh, all of that plus some spring practice thoughts today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Uh, today, we're talking new hires as well as what to look forward forward to during spring ball. Mm-hmm. Got done with John Garcia the other day talking about all them recruits and how... So many recruits. Look, here's the deal. There's just... There's all the recruits. Okay. And then there's then there's a funnel. Yes. And it ends Where are they all with, trying to go? They all trying to get in that door at UGA and Kirby. Mm. And now two more analysts that are coming on the staff. It was announced this week that we have Brandon Streeter coming in from Clemson, as well as Daryl Dickey coming in from AM. Uh, we're going to talk about who these guys are, what they bring to the to the ball club. Then we're going to talk about safety position. Tyke Smith is this year. He puts it all together. Second segment. And then the third segment, we're going to talk about edge players. And uh, oh, this just in. We said uh-huh. we might have a better offensive line top to bottom than last year what if we have maybe the best defensive edge group i have seen since becoming a fan of uga oh no uh, we're going to talk about those but first daryl dickey brandon streeter brandon streeter coming from clinton daryl dickey from uh texas a&m daniel who are these two that we are getting give us give us daryl let's start there daryl dickey we teased it at the open he is in fact a four-time sunbelt champion Four-time Sunbelt champion. More recently, though, he's coming from Texas A&M where they don't win anything. I'm talking about they don't win any kind of championships of any kind. Hold on. Ever. There there was that one time that the cringiest fan base awards were given out. That's true. Okay. They were high in the run. They were were up there. They were. Um, but then someone threw a mustard bottle and everybody was like, nah, coming off the top rope with the mustard. Um, listen, tight ends coach, uh, over at Texas A&M most recently. And he said, listen, how can I get as far away from Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino as humanly possible? I think it was, I think it was after practice where, where Bobby just, padded the back seat of the motorcycle with with, with the just eyes. making direct eye just contact direct with eye contact with their own we can neither confirm nor deny that there was a motorcycle driven onto a yacht 
We don't know that. We don't know that it's not just, true just is all right we're saying. Ramp. Just <laughs> right up the breezeway, if you will. Um, right up the brownstone. He's coming in as an offensive analyst. Also, Brandon Streeter, former offensive coordinator at Clemson. Now, let's get, get a bit of a, the monkey out of the uh, the room here. The elephant in the room, maybe. I was going to say monkey off my back, elephant out of the room. You know what? Is a, there's a monkey in this room. It doesn't matter. Um, we're... Brandon not Streeter a, yeah, was Daniel. not a good offensive coordinator at Clemson. He wasn't good. I texted my buddy when this hire was made, Clemson fan, and he just texted back he, just the words, thoughts and prayers. It's not, it's not ideal what Brandon Streeter did. At Clemson fans hate him. He, they feel like he really yeah. destroyed the offense. Jimbo, as we know, he's a Jimbo guy. Uh, not Jimbo. I'm sorry, Dabo. No. Dabo, Dabo and Jimbo so close to the same person these days. He's a Dabo guy. Dabo likes to promote from within um, until he realized that most of the guys that he promotes from within are trash. Brandon Streeter did not do well at Clemson. Um, does that... Now, Clint, I yeah, ask you, <laughs> have we ever brought in mm. a former offensive coordinator that hasn't done great at a previous Power 5 stop where the fan base of that Power 5 institution okay. said we would be foolish mm. to even employ this man. And then has he ever come in and, according to the now offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, yep. um, made the single greatest difference in Georgia's offensive production last season? Has that ever happened before? Yeah, see, this is what's so bizarre to me. Georgia fan, please don't be Clemson fan. Clemson fan doesn't know what they have in life. Just Clemson fan had something, but what they have now is poverty. Poverty. Yeah, because that's right. you all thought Dabo was him. He's not. He ain't. Just, Alabama ain't going to call him. No. He, Alabama's not going to bail you out by taking Dabo anymore. You were at one point worried that he might leave you for Alabama. Now you you're, wish you're Alabama upset. would call. Oh, no, Alabama no. called. No. Um, here's the deal. He, he's out of a sinking ship as well because Clemson is on the way down. There's no two ways around that. Yeah. Um, well, he wasn't. He was, yeah, he was, he was certainly not the guy at Clemson. He's, no, he, yeah. he wasn't the guy at Clemson, but that that's okay because is he going to be calling plays yeah. at he ain't UGA? Gonna be, those bubble screens that Clemson fans keep trying to tell me he's going to be calling, he ain't calling no place. No, you what's understand? he doing? In a, in a, when you come in to mm -hmm. analyze something, what that is code for is let me get you in a lab somewhere. Study the tape of the defense we're playing. And give me End of all list. the information. End of list. There's the list. And listen, the man knows how to do that. It's more, it is eyes on the tape that are experienced that have been there and done that on a very high level in meaningful football games um uh, this this is a great this is a great hire not only by Kirby Smart but by Mike Bobo and this offensive staff because right. what you want to surround yourself with other guys who this guy's going to get another offensive coordinator job at some point. You understand he was at Clemson. That did not work out. Clemson kind of ran him off. But this guy's going to get another offensive coordinator job somewhere. He probably could have gotten another offensive coordinator job this year. Mm -hmm. I think so. But 
Instead, he decides, you know what, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to take a couple years. I'm going to come to Athens. And this is exactly what you want. Kirby Smart is building this culture now where, and, and it starts with him. It starts with him because Kirby is the ultimate alpha dog. There's nobody in the room that knows more about defensive coaching than Kirby Smart. And by the room, I mean the room that is this world. I mean, literally open the doors off of every other building. That's right. Nobody in the room. And yet, Kirby Smart has chosen this mentality to say, I'm going to surround myself with as many other alphas as I possibly can. I'm going to bring in a guy like Will Muschamp, who is not only my senior, but has just as much experience coordinating defenses as I do, and has done it with a tremendous amount of success uh, most everywhere that he's been. And I'm going to bring him in and I'm going to let him speak into the defense. Now, you're seeing the same thing on offense. You bring in Mike Bobo last year to work with Todd Munkin because two smart people are better than one smart person. And you you check your egos at the door because what's best for the team is that we have the most information possible. Brandon Street is not going to be asked to run this ship. What he's going to be asked to do is to contribute ideas that will all be filtered and cycled through the room that eventually becomes the game plan. Daryl Dickey, by the way, uh, North Texas has their entire practice facility named after him because a donor gave all the money to the school and said, don't name it after me. Name it after the guy who was four-time head coach, Sunbelt of the year, and four-time champion here. He's done more for the program than anybody else. This man, Daryl Ray Dickey, by the way, I've never heard a more Texas name in my entire life. Not a one. This man... It- is, has coached at you name an SEC school he's coached at it okay he's a senior to Kirby mm-hmm. uh, he comes with all this experience he played quarterback he coaches quarterback offensive coordinator all over the place these are home run hires because again they are not in the crux of a Mike Bobo as a Glenn Schumann but they are waiting in the wings they are giving all the input more That's brains right. more collective smarts this is incredible this is a great great thing for the UGA athletics department specifically with the football program to have smart high level people all the mm. way throughout that's mm-hmm. exactly what Kirby is doing that's we're going right. to come back after this maybe ask a question is Tyke Smith the dude this year Ooh. in the defensive back position but first I want you to know about FanDuel 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 oh my goodness how much do we love FanDuel well, listen we out here doing ad reads but I'm I'm out here logging on to FanDuel right now because um, I'm not sure if you know what what's day happening? it is today. It's Thursday today. But what's happening? But see, what's happening later today okay. is that um, the tournament is back. The Sweet 16 is here, and that means you fire up that FanDuel app, and um, especially if you're a new user. Listen, maybe you didn't get in last weekend. Maybe you didn't get to uh, download the FanDuel app, fanduel.com slash locked on. Maybe you didn't get to do that the first weekend of the tournament. But you go there now, and new users still, Clint, get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That means you make a bet of up to $1,000. And either that bet cashes, and that means a you cash, or that bet does not cash, and yet you receive the exact amount back into your account in bonus bets. That's free bets back even if you don't win. It is a it's a no-lose proposition. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh you you can bet on spreads, you can bet on parlays, 
You can uh, even bet on things like three-pointers drained. Everything that you want is at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked on Bulldogs podcast and is the official sportsbook of the NBA. FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Now I'm done. To, okay, wow. <laughs> Normally, I have to just pull teeth to get Daniel to read copy. All of a sudden, March Madness and betting. No, he fine. Listen, he we fine. out here doing that FanDuel read. And I'm loving every second of it. Okay, let's talk about Tyke Smith, the secondary let's position with at UGA. Christopher Smith goes into the draft. Uh, we wish him well. We think Ooh, great things of what he's going to do. Golly, Christopher, Christopher Smith, Smith is, my goodness, one of my all-time favorite dogs. That We guy, may have a bracket coming up, by the way. Justin be tweeting us a bracket. Justin be tweeting knows what's going on. Okay. He be tweeting us a bracket specifically, and we may have a little bracket show coming up. Oh. And I'm just trying oh. to tell you right now, Christopher Smith. He a dark horse in that bracket. He, he could go all the way. Run. Okay. That man could make a deep run. Uh, Malachi Starks takes over can, or continues on in the yes. uh, secondary. Malachi Starks is that dude. We know that to be true. We know that to be true. Now, here's the question. The question is, who starts the other safety position Okay. for the University of Georgia? And I think there are two factors to consider here. One is talent. Sure. And two is experience and veteran leadership. Sure. I'm not saying those two things can't be held by the same person because in the case of a Christopher Smith, they absolutely can be held by the same person. But I do think that those are separate things that must be considered. Kirby will not necessarily go mm. with the oldest guy just because he's the oldest guy. Kirby don't care about that. And he will not, on the other hand, necessarily go with the most talented guy just because he's the most talented guy. I don't think we have to go to other position battles of Georgia past to prove that to you. He will go with the guy that he thinks is going to help the team win. There it is. Because y'all remember who was the starting safety two years ago as we kicked off the season against Clemson? That's right. It was, it was Dan Jackson. That's right. And that's... That's not the most talented guy in the room. No offense, Thunder Dan. No. It's, and all, by the way, when when we all made fun of you for getting absolutely swamped by Big O, uh, that's our looking back. That's on, on it, us. That's on us. That's on. You know what? We own that one. We saw it and we raised our hand. Hands going up all over the room. Yes. Uh, let's talk about. In my mind, is it going? This is a conversation. Is it going to be Tyke Smith? Is this Tyke Smith yeah. time? Is this why he transfers over from West Transfer Virginia? All America, West why Virginia, he yep. does all of that recovery work to come back from all those injuries and yet doesn't hit the portal again, nope. even though Still the playing there. time has not been consistent. It hasn't been steady. He has gotten some, but the injury concerns have been there. I'm not saying that wasn't a factor, but but the fact that this guy has not hit the portal, does that mean it's Tyke Smith time now in Athens? Now, obviously, that could be... You know, we could see that at star as well as safety. A lot of, but I think, a lot of positions to play. I think safety is a legitimate thought for Tyke Smith. Or do we go a different direction this spring and do we maybe go with a younger guy? What are your thoughts on the second safety? Here's, uh, let me say this right about Tyke. I'm worried about Tyke. Uh-oh. Here's why I'm worried about Tyke. Tyke, come home. Look. I know Malachi Uncle Starks Clint's is, worried. Is, is, is all world. Okay. I, I'm his biggest fan. I, you know I that, Malachi. and I know that. Right. 
But beginning of the season, zero starts to your name against Oregon, who likes to throw the ball and who knew that you were going to, that we're going to try to test us. Tyke Smith, there is no question. Malachi Stars was the dude that game. Okay. Yeah. The entire time. Absolutely. That's a little concerning to me, mm-hmm. Daniel. It, it concerns me because I think Agrero coming in has mm-hmm. that same mentality as Malachi. I think Agrero is a otherworldly talent. Mm-hmm. I think he is higher valued than what his uh, stars can give him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is instinctual as well as physically gifted. And now we got a guy who's physically gifted, instinctual, and has reps and a national championship under his belt right. on the other side. You don't got to worry about the seasonality of it. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about Taiki getting reps this year, Daniel. The only the only question in my mind is is Malachi Starks ready to Field be general. a leader in the back end? Like yeah. on the back end. Like is he ready to step up into that role? Because you need a safety to be wearing a captain's hat. Just like you need a, an inside linebacker to be wearing a captain's hat, to be calling shots, to be moving people around, to be recognizing defenses, to be make, you know calling out signals. Because Kamari Lasseter over on the other side is not going to be able to wear that hat because what he's going to say is, leave me alone. I got to do it over here and that I'm putting in a jail cell. He's saying, look at me. I got this 6'4", 195 lined up in front of me, and I'm on an island over here. So please don't talk to me about what's going on. I'm going to try to stop this dude in front of me. Exactly. It's got to be somebody in the middle who's going to be doing that. Is Malachi Starks ready for that? Because if he's not, quite frankly, you can't ask a kid like Aguaro, no matter how talented he you is, cannot. to step in and try to fill that role. It's going to be a guy like Tyke Smith in that instance, which is why I say, is it going to be experience? Is it going to be talent? It's, are we going to find a way to combine both? It's an interesting thing to watch this spring, I think. And we're not going to have necessarily answers this spring, but no. I do think we will get some information this spring about uh, that position. GA is going to be very, very uh, insightful to that. I expect a lot, and I mean a lot of reps from a lot of different guys at that position. Um, we're not going to know. This is going to be like the quarterback position. We're not going to know who that starting safety is for some time. Uh, and and again, I'm I'm fine with that because there are three positions I think we have on lockdown. I think we're totally fine with that. Uh, it, it it is going to come down to that. Is seasonality or talent more needed? Then that's going to mm-hmm. really sway how things go. We're going to come back after this talk about the edge defenders, and again, just maybe get a little bit things about to get weird out in front of our skis next. It's about to get weird, Daniel. Because I let let me just say it right now: we have the best edge room that UGA has ever seen. This man said Jarvis Jones. Uh-huh, sure. Go home. I didn't say go home. I just leave said step behind. Now, please. Leonard I just Floyd. Said, I just, could you just scuttle on over there? We're not interested fine. in what I, you I, have. No, please, I'm interested. His name is Michael Williams and uh-huh. and he he that dude. Yeah, Michael Williams is um okay. it it's always a question to me and I think this was a big question I'm the last time I felt this way this is going to be an insane we're just here we go we're just it's it, by the way in front of us. by the yeah. way it's just we're here it's the 199 time it's the third segment so it, it always gets Montfire. weird com slash store slash the 199 it always gets weird out here in the third segment but um 
It does the last time weird. I remember feeling this way, some, okay, you have a guy who comes in as a freshman and he's a freak, just freak show. We just talked about Malachi Starks. It's the exact same conversation with him, if I'm being honest, and maybe more so with him than it is with Michael Williams. But we're talking about Michael Williams now. You got a guy who comes in and is just an absolute freak. In my mind, am I the only one that feels this way? There's a fear that whole offseason that comes with that. Not like I know sophomore slump, this is a cliche, whatever, but like the fear is basically is that sustainable? What we just witnessed, is it real or is it a product of some? other factors that may or may not be present moving forward talent that was elsewhere you mean him whipping a first round offensive tackle out of ohio state i'm just Uh, trying to say is it sustainable and will we see it and the last guy that i can remember feeling this way about Mm -hmm. it's a it's a bit you know it's it's several years back um is nick chubb Nick Chubb comes in freshman year, and you're like, uh, oh. oh. Todd Gurley goes, you know, is out, is misses the time, and we think, oh, Gurley's out. There goes the offense. And then this cat comes in, and he just, he won't stop running. He won't stop running no matter what happens. And you think to yourself now, going into the following season, now it's like, okay, well, Nick Chubb is the feature back in the offense. Uh-huh. But he can't be that good, right? Like, he can't be that good like we saw. And then he goes ahead and elevates his game even to another level. i just say this. If we see that from Michael Williams, if he, take, if he doesn't stay, there's a, there's a world in which he's less yes. than he there, was last year. Of course and that's my fear. But what I'm saying is if he doesn't just stay where he was last year, if he takes that next step, mm-hmm. I think you could be absolutely right, Clint. I think we could be looking at, because it's not just Michael Williams. Marvin Jones Jr. may be just as good okay, as so Michael on. Williams. One guy whipped a first-round talent as a true freshman in the biggest stage. The next guy is just behind him, if not even more talented. Oh, and wait, this just in. Jalen Walker back here saying, hey, don't forget about me because yeah. I'm part of the three-headed monster. Those are three cats you can rotate it, in either single side. And we're going to have Chaz, by the way, Chaz, Chambliss, I have one job for you and one job only. Chaz doesn't care about your jobs anymore. Like Chaz is like, I do what I, do what I want. Well, what you want to do <laughs> is set the edge against the run. Nope. This He doesn't uh, care. <laughs> he does not care. I, I need you to care, Chaz. He doesn't care. Um, but I think, I think we're going to have a lot of, uh, pressure up the middle again, just like we did last year. I think those inside linebackers and the blitz packages that we do with them, uh, I think bear Alexander, uh, I think, uh, I mean, Jalen Walker, Marvin Jones, and Michael Williams, Clint, can you, okay. You, you listed some of the freaks. Give some, some me any one of the, them. Uh-huh. And I'm thrilled with I mean. where George is at. I said we might have the most talented edge of any time I've been a fan of UGA, and all those guys you just listed are not, that's not shade at them, but you just said it. We have three of those guys, and what if I were to tell you that you get one of them? Any school is happy with that. Thrilled with that. We got three of them. And they're all sophomores? And this is what, two years ago, three years ago now, 
we had inside linebackers that were just like that. We had three mm-hmm. inside backers mm-hmm. that were absolute mm-hmm. monsters. Mm-hmm. And they dictated, they dictated national championships. That's, that's how it went. Okay, we just changed position group, and we're just now at the defensive end position. Yeah, right? and the inside backers have really fallen off. That's what it's, you're saying? It's been bad. It's real poverty in there. Oh, real, oh no, no. No, they're all no, back it's... from last year's dominant <clears throat> unit. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Well, the defense is going to be good. No, we the fine. De- the de- come the back. Defense, come the back problem is we lost our preview. defensive coordinator to Alabama, Clint. He took the job he at Alabama. He went back home. He went back home. He, you know, his dad way, coached for Bear Bryant or played for way, Bear how Bryant. How does 144 sound with seven grand of cash and uh, paraphernalia of drugs all over the car as you're fleeing from cops? How does that sound, Alabama? Wrong place at the wrong time, if you ask me. <laughs> it's just the wrong. That was for me to say, get off my lawn and shut up, Alabama fan. Just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, no, Daniel, I, I just, I, I come back for the season preview when we, when we talk about our predictions, because it's full throat, full throated enthusiasm. That's. We can neither confirm nor deny that the motorcycle drove right up. On to the yacht. This has been the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, and um, Clint's gone. He's left the he's left the show. But um, uh, Zach, congratulations on that new baby, Zach, and we will see you guys tomorrow.